Tikium Incorporated is a sponsor of Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. This construction company in Moss, Tennessee specializes in erosion control. They do seeding and soil using hydro seeding and hydro mulch, minor excavation, silt fencing, traffic control, and construction signs. I had the privilege to hang out with Nick Melton of TKM Incorporated. And when I mean hang out with him, I mean spend some personal time. Uh, His boys and I and him did some uh, tree climbing in a park in Salina, Tennessee. We did a little Brazilian jiu-jitsu in a pavilion at the same park. Uh, We've had breakfast together, and I got invited to work out with them in a CrossFit gym, and they nearly killed me. And and I've also been, been to church with Nick Melton. Nick likes to say that TKM stands for the King's Men. Because you see, his mission in life is, is that they serve the king. And if you want this guy and their company to do some work for you while they serve the king, you can contact them at 931-243-3958. That is 931-243-3958. The King's Men. SJL General Contractors specializes in asphalt, demolition, concrete finishing, and heavy hauling. This family-owned business is licensed in Alabama and Tennessee. You can contact them for any of your construction needs, 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660 or three W's and a dot sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Just outside of Huntsville, Alabama, as you travel east on Highway 72, is a little town called Gurley. G-U-R-L-E-Y. It's named after the Gurley family who settled the area in around 1817. Uh, The town gradually formed around a water and coaling station, a water and coaling stop for the Memphis and Charleston Railroad. Uh, They bought some land there and built a watering tank from Old Man Gurley, and it was known as Gurley's Tank. In 1866, the post office opened, and the name was changed to Gurleysville, and it later just resorted back to Gurley. It was incorporated in 1891 with 250 residents, and and the town of Gurley is where I actually live. And there's some really interesting surprises in Gurley. There's some some neat things there. There's the Gurley Church of Christ, and uh, Jim Ashworth used to preach there. And you've heard me talk about Brother Jim from time to time. It's one of the longest existing churches in our area. And then there's there's some really cool places to eat. Uh, there's a, a El Coyote Mexican restaurant, and it's one of these uh, wonderful hole-in-the-wall restaurants. It's been there a number of years, and and just recently we've got a new surprise. It's called Christina's. Uh, Christina and Nathan Sparrow are the owners. They serve American and Filipino food, and it's it's an amazing place to eat with these traditional dishes that this lady, Christina, spices up. And they're open from 11 to 4 most days. And uh, we we discovered it, Chad Smith and I discovered it. And I've already eaten there two or three times. And uh, so you might give them a try there on on Highway 72. There used to be a barbecue place. Now, there there were two barbecue places of note uh, in the Gurley area. Now, one wasn't actually in Gurley. It was on the corner of uh, Doug Hill Road and Highway 72. It was called Miller's Barbecue. 
and, and, and they served without a doubt the best Brunswick stew I've ever eaten. They are responsible for deer not being killed because I would be sitting on top of Kill Mountain in the cold weather and not seeing any deer and, and getting the hung, hunger rumbles in my belly and, and realize, you know what, I could drive down this mountain and sit in the warmth at, at Miller's Barbecue and, and, and eat some Brunswick stew. And oftentimes it would lure me out of my tree stand and down the mountain to enjoy a wonderful Brunswick stew. The, the other place was on the east side of Gurley. Almost as you crossed the Jackson County line, it was this uh, concrete block building and it served this really, really good barbecue. Uh, I discovered that my wife's love language, Jackie's love language, is not cooking. <laughs> now, before I get in trouble, what I mean by that is that she she's very diligent as a cook. Uh, her dad worked as a painter. Uh, he would travel and, and paint like insides of reactors and paint bridges. And, and, and he did a lot of high construction painting. And uh, he worked really, really hard, long hours. Sometimes he'd have to get up and drive a long way. And, and then he would come back. Well, the big thing was when, when Mr. Wallace came home, he, he sort of expected supper. And uh, he liked his supper to be ready when he got home. Well, Jackie's mom went back to school and went, went to nursing school. And so when Jackie was a, a, a girl in school, in high school, uh, she sort of became the meal preparer, at least the evening meal preparer for her family. And, and somehow that carried over uh, this expectation from her dad that uh, there's, there's a meal ready. She brought into our marriage and, and she's always been if not obsessed, but preoccupied with the fact that she provided meals when I'm home. Now, you know, if I'm home all day, it's breakfast, it's 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 the noontime meal, and, and then it's it's supper. And, and, you know, she'll go out of her way to make sure, hey, I'm cooking this for supper. What do you want for supper? I'm planning this for supper. And, and, and she's diligent, if not obsessed, with supper. Well, for whatever reason, one day I was home, and she wasn't, and she was coming in from teaching school, and I grilled some deer meat, I think, and I don't remember if it was deer on the grill or if I pan fried it or pan seared it or if I just, you know, battered it and fried it. But she came in and said, what do I smell? I said, well, I cooked some supper for myself and I cooked enough for you. And, and her eyes lit up and she got this gorgeous smile on her face. She goes, you did supper? You did su I can't believe this is what, and, and, and she was ecstatic. So I found out as a young husband that if I would provide supper, not cooking is one of her love languages. And it's not that she doesn't cook. It's not that she can't cook. It's not that she's not a good cook. It's just the idea that when she would do her full day at school and come in, she'd have this burden of cooking. And I could take that away from her. And she doesn't care if I cooked. She didn't care if I ordered out. She didn't care if I brought it in. She didn't care if I took her out to eat. As long as she didn't have to cook, it gave me serious Captain America, Herculean, world-class husband points. And so I started kind of doing that on a regular basis. So one afternoon, for whatever reason, I'm driving home and I think I'm going to surprise Jackie and I'm going to get some brownie points and I'm going to speak her love language and she's not going to have to cook. So I drive, and this is when we lived on Stacy Circle. So I drive all the way out past Doug Hill Road. I drive all the way into Gurley and I go to this little barbecue place and to my shop, the building is painted black. This little squat, low cinder block building is now painted black, and there's no longer a barbecue place there. There's a sign, a, a badly done hand-painted sign that says Girly Gentleman's Club. 
Now, I'm just going to let that sit on the table for a minute. You have to do some serious look into the files of the people of Walmart to try to imagine what might be going on inside a building known as the Girly Gentleman's Club. Now, for the record, I've never been in a gentleman's club. I've never been in a strip club. I've never, the only person I need to see in that state of undress is the lady that I'm married to. Uh, The greeting cards from Miss Minnesota, thanks to Bob DeNoon, notwithstanding, the only person I need to see is is my wife. And so I've never been in a, a, a strip club. I've never been in a gentleman's club. There's a notorious, if not infamous club in Huntsville known as the Pink Pony. Well, if Huntsville has the pink pony, then Gurley's Gentleman Club is the Black Angus. I mean, there is no telling what kind of a train wreck dumpster fire is going on inside this building and how drunk you have to be to enjoy what's happening there. You know, it's it's like, you know, everybody who can undress maybe shouldn't. Uh, I asked the cops in a recent thing. I was teaching a class, and I said, how many of you guys have ever had to fight a naked person? And every police officer in the room raised their hand that they'd have to go hands on with a person who was naked. I said, second question is, how many of you have ever had to wrestle a naked person that was attractive and every hand went down? Hey, just because you can take your clothes off doesn't mean you should. So here I am sitting outside the girly gentleman's club and realizing that my plans to surprise my wife with a good meal have run off the rail and my plans to to go to this barbecue place every month the rails because instead of having this little barbecue place we've got Gurley's version of the pink pony which i refer to as the black angus now it closed it didn't last very long and and the building has been torn down but as i thought about this story you know what what made that building such a, a surprise it was not that it was made out of cinder blocks, not that it was made out of concrete blocks. Miller's Barbecue down the road was a little concrete block building. When we lived on the property on Coleman Road when I was a boy, the house that we lived in was, was poured on a slab and was a concrete block house. It, it, it's not that the building made it deplorable. It's not what the building was made out of, but, but rather what the building was being used for. It had nothing to do with the fact that this building was made out of concrete block and painted black. It, it, it had a lot to do with what was occupying the building. The building material is neutral. The building material, in fact, is probably inconsequential. There, there are lots of things that are neutral. Now, Tim Larkin talks about the tool of violence. He said violence is neutral. Violence is neither good nor evil. Violence is something that you understand. It, it basically, there's a science to it and you understand how things work and, and how things don't work and how you can take things that work and make them not work, and you can apply the science of violence to a variety of situations, and, and it's neither evil nor good. Violence works just as well for the guy who's decided to break into a home, accost people, and take their possessions, and it works just as good for the 23-year-old housewife who decides to protect her baby from this guy and uses violence. Violence works just as well for the guy who's going to steal and rob as it does for somebody protecting their child from a rabid animal. It, it's not positive or negative. It's, it's basically neutral. 
and so, you know, the building in and of itself being made out of concrete block and the fact that the building was painted black has no bearing on it. It's what was occupying the building. It's what was inside the building. There, there's a passage in Scripture where Paul says in a household, in a large house, there's vessels. They're made of gold and silver and wood and clay. And some of them are used for noble things and some of them are used for ignoble things. And if a person cleanses himself from the latter... He can become a useful vessel for the master. And, and you just think about, am I useful? Or what am I being used for? And when you decide that my purpose, not, not what I'm made out of, not my height or my age or my beauty or my lack of beauty, or my attractiveness or unattractiveness it has nothing to do with those things. Those things are inconsequential. You, you can be a Tupperware cup, but be useful to the table that you're sitting on. You, you can be made out of a plastic or a, a paper or Dixie cup. It doesn't really matter what you're made of. What really is important is what's inside you, what occupies you, and, and who's using you or how you are being used. When David finds the sword of Goliath, he says there's no other sword like it in the land. And, and there's probably some kind of special characteristics that because it, it originally belonged to a giant. And so maybe it was bigger, maybe it was made out of some kind of special metal but the simple fact that it used to be used by Goliath who who put terror in the hearts of Israel and then it became the personal battle sword of David who led the people of Israel in battle and, and was an inspiring leader. Whatever the sword was made of probably is inconsequential. But in the end, who actually took possession of it and, and used it? So who are you allowing to take possession of your life? Who are you allowing to, to fill your vessel? What, what fills your thoughts? What fills your heart? How are you being used? And the interesting thing is that it doesn't really matter what you're made out of. If, if, if you get used for, for a good purpose that, that can never be removed or taken away, your, your value is not in what you're made of, but how you're, what your purpose is. I was on a climbing trip one time. We were up at Stevens Gap with the National Speleological Society, and, and I was learning to, to do some uh, vertical single rope techniques. And in the party that we were, were working with was a Hungarian. His name was Barna. I came to find out that he was the Hungarian national wrestling champion, this this big muscular guy with a big full beard. And, and I tried to have a conversation with him, and, and we didn't – we didn't do very well because he didn't speak a lot of English and I speak zero Hungarian. And, you know, we, I asked him what he did and, and he's a wrestler, a wrestler. And then we, we talked and I said, well, what about, what do you think about Hulk Hogan? He goes, hocus pocus. So he knew that, you know, American wrestling on the big screen, the WWE and all that was, was a, a, a theater production. But as we sat there uh, on the side of this uh, giant hole in the ground where we were learning to repel, and do these vertical rope things. It came time to eat lunch. 
and and so I broke out my little snack pack, and this was way 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 back in the day, and uh, I had a Coke, I had a, a, a pure Coca Cola in, in a plastic bottle, and so here I've got this international moment. Uh, I can offer this guy from Hungary, who is hungry, a, a Coke. What, what an American thing to do! Give this dude a Coke, and so I gave this guy the the Hungarian national wrestling champion my coke from from my lunchbox and he drank it and they say lonnie you you've got the hungarian national wrestling champion in and you gave him a plastic bottle yeah I, I gave him a coke in a plastic bottle but see it doesn't matter that the bottle is plastic it doesn't matter that it had a flimsy label it doesn't matter that it had a plastic lid the hungarian national wrestling champion drank from it and it didn't have to be a golden goblet or a silver chalice. It didn't have to be a, a crystal decanter. The simple fact that the Hungarian national wrestling champion drank from that bottle makes the bottle kind of unique and kind of special. And, and it can't ever be undone. You can look at that and say, that's a cheap plastic bottle. Yeah, but the Hungarian national champion drank from it. It'd be the same thing if you served the president at your house. Or if you serve some some famous person, some some person of import at your house, you, hey, you let them drink out of what? You let them drink out of that? But regardless of what that was made out of, whether it was a solo cup or a Dixie cup or a Tupperware cup, you can't take away the fact that that very important special person drank from that cup. And when when you decide that your purpose. That, that the thing that you're here to do is, is to be used as a vessel for good. Then as a vessel for good, your exterior doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're wood or clay or silver or gold. It doesn't matter if you're chipped or flawed or cracked. The simple fact that you've now become a vessel for good and not a vassal for evil, you have now become a container that not only contains good but overflows with goodness your your purpose the, the the thing that you're here to do has become very very significant and it's not about the exterior you know what happened to the girly gentlemen's club was not that they took those white blocks and painted them black it's it's that what happened behind those block walls and they turned a, a family barbecue establishment into a quote unquote gentleman's club and they ruined its purpose they took what was inside and what was being served and they changed the mission and instead of serving good things they were serving things that that were corruptive things that were destructive and you, you don't have to change your exterior. You don't have to become, quote, unquote, beautiful. You, know, you can be flawed. You, you can be painted in a different color. It doesn't matter what color you are, by the way. All you got to do is decide what my purpose is. Now, when, when you make the mistake and you end up doing things that are selfish, you end up doing things that are wrong and cruel and prejudicial. You're not being useful. You're just being used. 
instead of being used, try to make the changes on the inside, the things that occupy your thoughts, the things that occupy your heart, the things that you fill your thoughts with, the things that you fill your your heart with, the things that you fill your life with. Are they the things that if they overflowed into other people's lives, would would they be useful? And then instead of being used for prejudice or meanness or intolerance or jealousy or rudeness or unkindness or cruelty, instead of being used as a vassal for those things, I become a vessel. And, and I contain things that are good and helpful and nice and kind and encouraging and empowering. And it really has nothing to do with what the container looks like, but has everything to do with what's in it and simply the purpose for which it exists. Using the tool of shortwave radio, World Christian Broadcasting literally covers the world every day with the gospel. They use two large curtain antennas. One is located in Anchor Point, Alaska, and the other in Madagascar. They send out messages that are recorded at their international home in Franklin, Tennessee. They make available 40 hours of broadcast every day. The broadcasts are made in English, Chinese, Russian, Spanish, Portuguese, Korean, English for Africa, and Arabic. They would love for your group to visit them. You can bring your ladies group, your youth group, or your men's group. Just give them a call at 615-371-8707, 615-371-8707, or you can go to three W's and a dot, worldchristian.org, find the Donate Here button, and make a financial contribution to support this work that literally covers the world every day with the gospel. World Christian Broadcasting, in cooperation with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. I am your host, Lonnie Jones. My wife Jackie and I moved to the city of Huntsville in 1986 for me to be a youth and family minister. I have been a minister since 1980. I have served in this community as a police chaplain assigned to a SWAT team since 1992. And I've been in private practice as a licensed professional counselor since 1998. I'm also an adventure educator and an avid outdoorsman. I dabble in rock climbing, and I goof around with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Our life has been full of many wonderful experiences, and some just outright adventures. I used to write about those things in a little church bulletin article, so now instead of asking you to read those things, we're just going to talk about them in our podcast. And as we talk about them, we're going to talk about the facts. The facts lead to concepts, and the concepts lead to application. One caveat about the facts is, for the most part, we're going to tell you the facts just as they happened. 
But every now and then, we're going to tell you the way other people have told us they remember it happening with a little bit of embellishment. It's all good, clean fun and for educational purposes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy Keeping Up with Jones.